Welcome back, everyone, to a Jed and Gary Wrestling Podcast. This week, we are doing the preview for the Dynamite on the 9th of September this week. It's currently Tuesday afternoon, English time, as you probably hear from our beautiful, beautiful, pretty around the mouth, pretty around the mouth accents. Um, apart from that, we do reviews, previews, everything Dynamite currently. Also, outlandish predictions and anything wrestling related we feel that is relevant for the time. But Gary, we're going into some very juicy and intriguing waters this week coming from All Out. We've already had our review of All Out and what we discussed about it. But there's a few things coming into this week, which is just, I would say, more intriguing and how they would develop. There's probably a few words from people we want to hear about and a few that are just going to be extremely good promos as normal. Yeah, perfect follow-up to pay-per-view. Um, basically, let people catch up and find out what happened and establish what the new stories are going to be going forward and the continuation of certain other stories that we just can't get enough of. Agreed. Totally agree with you. Um, there's a few little comments here and there, like Twitter, Reddit, of what people may or may not be doing. Like, um, we know Jericho's going to go away from the Orange uh, storyline because of what who he wants to work with in the future and because they've had that rumor match orange is basically one between them two so you can finally solidify mini promo or something by either one of the two most likely not orange it will probably be jericho uh and then we'll see what his storylines go down so the only thing's really confirmed that we definitely definitely know what's gonna happen um the big one we'll speak about at the very very end the title defense but we'll start off with Moxley's definitely going to come out and cut something here. As you mentioned, Gary, the winner of the title match was going to cut a promo. So what do you think he's going to say? I think he's going to gloat a little bit and be a little bit cheeky about how he won the match with the uh, paradigm shift. And basically he's going to sort of ruin MJF on the mic this week. <laughs> Just absolutely ruin him. Just no more than he deserves to be fair. Cause Someone who's that much of a you-know-what can definitely take it. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, a sense of where the storyline's going down, do you think there will be a rematch on the horizon at some point? Or do you think it's, this is where they end it and MGF's going to basically go after Wardlow? I, I think that Wardlow's probably going to play a major part in this story now. Um just because he was the one that made the mistake at the end of the match. It's it's fairly standard AEW logic. You, you get one shot and then you move on. Yeah, there's not really major rematches. It's only this little blip of going into uh, this period of time in the empty arena era. Empty arena era uh, where we're seeing a bit a few more room matches because like the best friends are having a few more uh, there's been the Orange and Jericho feud. Uh, MGF, they don't need to do one because he's that young anyway. He needs to go on other brighter things. And then next time he has a title shot, he needs to like definitely win it, probably. I mean, it depends how you do the Wardlow situation. He could have like the trio of MGF, Moxley and Wardlow before they fuel the fire properly for like Lance Archer, because Lance Archer will discuss about him and Eddie Kingston in a while. But you can do it where them three are still around each other. Then it goes against MGF and Wardlow. 
and down the line of that storyline, it could be Four Horsemen versus Wardlow in that sense, if you think about it. Because MGF is not going to go against Wardlow by himself because he's not that stupid. No, Wardlow's going to have to run through MJF as, as a singles option. So MJF definitely needs some backup in that scenario. I, I do think, though, maybe there's a four corners match around, around the bend. Um, sort of Moxley, Archer, Wardlaw, MJF. Or switch out Wardlaw if you want to let this run for a little bit. Um, just simmer under the surface like AEW does so well and put someone like Kingston in there. It is, it is. So we'll, we'll jump onto that then uh, because we definitely know Lance Archer is the next title contender. Um, never mind our comments on the review of All Out. I generally thought that they could have put the Casino Battle Royale match on to tonight's Dynamite so we could actually learn that Lance tonight was the number one contender because in a way it did ruin the outcome for me. I'm not saying it was a bad match. It just ruined the outcome of the title match. I think it's the tag team title match. If the outcome were ruined for me there, I would have been fuming. But not that bothered with the main title. So we know Lance Archer's there, but does Eddie Kingston have a right to complain about his spot in all this? Well, there was the interference from Jake, wasn't there? So I, I think... it. Kingston's hardly a babyface, so he will come out and complain about it at some point. Whether it's in a video package in the back and full of like villainous sort of threats or just excuses or what have you. Yeah, it's just a standard sort of heel promo from him will do, but in a Kingston way, if you get what I mean. So that it's like heel plus one. <laughs> um because we already know that his mic skills are better than most. So if he just takes the mic skills and cuts a heel promo where he's like, well, Jake wasn't in the match. He got involved. And who's going who's gonna to bring a snake to a wrestling match in 2020? How insane have you got to be to do that? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I did say during the review, it's exactly what Jake does, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, he causes the distraction wherever it's needed, especially when he brings the snake with him. You think about the snake, all of a sudden it's over. Murderhawk wins, problem solved. And in all fairness, it was the right decision in the end. It is. Um, I generally think it was just a bit poorly portrayed, but having defended Eddie Kingston's integrity um, that well as such is what needed because the only way to show Lance Archer is true is you need to have him having a blinding casino barrel and actually destroying everybody. But having them few big figures in that match, because that's what the story they were telling, the bigger people are the ones that are better at casino barrels. Because if you think about it, the butcher had a little bit against Lance Archer, the Brian Cage, Will Hobbs, which he needs to come and dynamite sooner or later. Just, just a few more matches here and there are getting built up on dark. Um, uh, Brian Cage, as I mentioned, then you had... Eddie Kingston, he's not a small guy, is he? Uh, and then you just go slowly and slowly down the roster. You're getting them meaty guys coming into it all. Jake Hager as well is another guy that I mentioned. But I think his story is going to go down with Jericho and Sonny Kiss, probably with Joey Janela, that aspect of it. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Um, yes, Kingston has his right to claim. There's a few people on Reddit um, mentioning a very, very few things with this, like Eddie Kingston, Larcher, Moxley, Triple Threat. 
I would love to see that. But yeah. my aspect of it, of my fancy booking, how this is going to go, is Archer's going to have his match against Moxley, no matter what. If he has to go through Kingston, he will go through Kingston. He has to go through the apron. That's the butcher. He will go through the apron. Um, it's just going to be like that. I think they're going to build up bigger and bigger people for Archer to go against and Moxley to go against, ready for them two to go against each other. But the outcome of this depends on when they're going to do the title match. If the title match of Archer and Moxley is at full gear, that is a very unpredictable who's going to actually get that title because it's more side of the Archer in my mind. But if they do it on the one-year anniversary, Archer and Moxley, you're probably thinking Moxley's just going to win and that's not what we want. But you can do it where Kingston goes against Moxley because of some fucking reason. I didn't swear there. I just blanked myself out. Um, for some reason... Uh, down the line, Khan has basically said have the title match at the one-year anniversary because that'll be a popping match. Brilliant. And Eddie Kingston needs to be in the spotlight currently ever since all his Cody stuff. And then have Archer beat Moxley at full gear. It's just that step up, step up, step up. And let's be honest, Moxley has mentioned many, many times someone needs to kill him. This is since he's had the title to get that title off him. And who kills everybody? Everybody dies. Lance Archer. Yeah, yeah, and I just think that the um, the interaction between Roberts and Moxley would be pretty cool. Um, just to see a follow up from that old school Raw like six years ago, whatever it was, I think would be fantastic. I agree, and I can't wait for that. I think the title picture is what I'm most looking forward to this uh, this week because. I know the tag team titles have gone to FDR that will go into this now. Tag team titles got into FDR, but it's not FDR that I was more bothered about. It was Omega and Hangman. So this title, I know the tag teams are probably more prestigious at the moment. The AEW title is the one I'm concentrating most on now because of this situation. So going to FDR, do you think they're showing up or are they having a skip week? I think they're having a title celebration. <laughs> well, we're with Tully and more beer, or do you think anybody's joining them? Uh, I, I just think it'll be Tully, maybe Sean Spears will be there. Um, anyone really that's got sort of like a link to FTR. And I think maybe Hangman shows up at some point during this skit. Um, but I wouldn't hold my breath on Hangman in that segment at this yeah. moment in time. But maybe... Maybe. I agree. I think they're going to rest uh, Hangman and Omega for one or two weeks, just for like the yeah. third or fourth. If they bring them out, I'm, I'm not going to be bothered at all. But having that storyline of they've just suddenly lost the titles, give it two-week break, and then suddenly something happens with the both there again is good. I think you can simmer, because I like that word that you used before, Gary, because AEW do yeah. that a lot. Simmer the storyline by having the Young Bucks and FTR having like, not promos against each other, but just like what they did on BTE, where they were taking Mick out of the revival at the time, weren't they? Yeah. Having that, but on Dynamite as such, where FDR are like, oh yeah, we've got the titles, we're the best, we're the best. And then Young Bucks like just putting a dig in there every now and again when we see them. And then having all three teams, when we see Hangman and Omega come back, them two in the ring, FDR come out, and then the Young Bucks come out, and having them three collectively together. Because me now, I want to see that triple threat tag team match. I really, really do. And then after that triple threat, I want to see Young Bucks in FDR. Yeah. 
I, I think it'd be kind of difficult to get that match going now. Yeah, I agree. I, I see. I see what you would want from it because that just be an absolute banging match. But yeah, I think it's a little bit more difficult than it would have been before, unless they were going to do the turn at the end of the match. And we could see it. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they would pull it at the one-year anniversary, but um, the tag team. Oh, I could little... see that happen. You could. Yeah, I could see it happen on on that show. We'll get more. It, into it that seems one. like it's going to be a big deal. So, if that's the case, then something big has to happen on the show, and that's the biggest thing that could happen on that show. It is. It is. Um, talk about big things that are happening. We have an upcoming wedding, Gary. The first one for AEW uh, is Kip Sabian. He's having an announcement about it all this Wednesday. I think he's, is he picking his best man this Wednesday? Is that what he was doing? Yeah, according to what he said at the pay-per-view, that's exactly what he's doing. Practically the dig about WWE and Vincent Mann taking away their third-party privileges that they did on BTE with Dark Order as well and Twitch with Cameo. So I, I love them segments. Um this is good because I have missed Kip and I've missed them Fenelope for them collectively together because they are a pair. You want to see them more as pairs when they're doing their dark and um, dynamite stuff. Uh, <laughs> who do you think he's going to pick? See, that's that's the weird thing. I I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I can't um, think on top you... of my head. Um. Wasn't he in a tag team a few weeks back? He was with Jimmy Havoc, and but because of oh yeah, he's now, can't do that, can you? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's has he left the company officially now? Yeah, he's left the company. Yeah, it's him, Bree. So uh, do that. Bree Peace, uh, Priestley, and was it? Is it Shannon? I can't remember the last one. Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, them three have actually left, so no, he can't do that anymore. And you would uh, think it would be him because he was in it, but um, I, in an odd, odd way. I feel like he's going to pick Joey again and just have like, just take Mick out of him slightly because of like the old relationship with Ford and Joey. But I can't see it. I don't know who he's going to pick for it. So, you know, this is my outline's prediction. And this is the furthering storyline. Jericho wants to work with the uh, younger people to put them over, doesn't he? He wants to make future stars. So Kip Sabian picking Chris Jericho because he's like the biggest name. Uh, as such would be quite interesting and them having a mini feud against each other would be quite interesting but I can't see that happening either I just really really don't know who they're going to pick unless it's like Orange Cassidy or something but it's got to be someone random young and heel Silver um, <laughs> way to um, bring people into the dark order <laughs> Griff, Griff Garrison He's dead now. He's another one. He's with Cody. <laughs> He's been murdered as well. Brian Pilnam Jr. I really don't know. So this is quite interesting. I think with AEW. All right. Okay. 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 Right. So his former tag team partner was a Brit <laughs> who had a little bit of like manic homicidal tendencies about him who was a little bit insane. Now, who do we think it's all three of them remarks? Well, 
English as well. Yeah, got to be English. A little bit psychotic at times. And what, just there we go. How out of left field is that? You want an outlandish prediction? Bring back Pack. I've said it every episode for the last 10 weeks. Get him back. That'd be so There's random. got to be a way. Get him in a rowing boat and tell him to sail across the Atlantic. We need Pack. That is really, really random. Um, but we'll wait and see. I think with AW. Look, it'll be someone that we've not seen in a while. Yes, I do think so. I think it'll be someone at the very beginning of like the dynamite era anyway, but they yeah. don't need a wedding. Okay, it's not the right time for it. I get why. Could you, they want could you imagine it. because of the Joey thing, right? If he chose Sonny Kiss. And a Kip Sadie and Sonny Kiss match would be actually really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, just... Could you imagine it, though? Because that would then put tension between them, wouldn't it? And that's okay. pretty much Kip Sabian's thing, isn't it? It's just manipulating and making people turn on each other and having a laugh. The last person I'll guess before we move on is I think they'll do the first intergender like tag team title style of match, like Kip Sabian, Felipe Ford versus somebody else and somebody else. So think of males that may have like a female partner with them. So obviously you've got Cody. You could pick someone for the Dark Order because you've got Anna Jay, um, Sheeda and what? Kenny Omega. But I really don't have a clue. We'll move on from this because oof, it's a bit of a... It could literally one. be anyone. Yeah, it? it really could. Really could. And if he surprises me in a positive way, that's all that matters. And talking about surprises, pleasant surprises, it's two people who have got extremely over on BTE. Uh, good old silver boy. And Alex Reynolds. These two, me and Gary were speaking about it before we go on this podcast. We just have to mention them because they're absolutely amazing. We're trying to get Wardlow on because he's pretty around the mouth. But you know what I mean. Do you think, Gary, because of their hard work, some hard work needs to be rewarded, would you randomly give Silver a TNT title match against Brody Lee? Randomly. <laughs> So long as it started with a vial of papers, I'd be okay with anything, pretty much. <laughs> Just imagine, imagine in the thought of Silver trying to use the papers against Mr. Brody Lee is enough for me to to join them. Definitely. Because depending on how the storyline goes down, if anybody needs to leave, it may be Colt Cabana, et cetera, et cetera. You can get Silver to leave because Brody Lee absolutely hates him. And Brody Lee basically says, okay, you can have a title match against me. Whoever loses has to leave the Dark Order. And imagine, like, Silver wins. <laughs> New leader. It's precisely. It would just be hilarious, like, near the ending of um, Dark Order. But going into Dark Order... Oh, could, one... you could you imagine Evil Uno's response to that as well? <laughs> it's just, like, devastation. It would be hilarious. Um, going into the Dark Order, we've got Brody Lee. This is the only match that I can see confirmed this morning time on their um, website. I don't know if it's down or anything or not correctly updated, but it's one that they mentioned on All Out. It's Brody Lee versus Dustin Rhodes for the TNT Championship. This has the main event. I can't see it opening. And do you think Dustin's going home in a coffin? <laughs> yeah, I think he's getting murked as well, to be fair. <laughs> It is getting well put down, isn't it? 
a similar match to the Cody one, or do you think he's going to get at least a bit of a No, no, I don't. I don't think he'll get anything in. Um, and if he does, then surely that just turns his brother into a complete idiot. <laughs> or, or Anderson into a complete idiot. <laughs> or unless it's a case of the telling a story of Mr. Brody Lee underestimating Dustin. I don't well, think they should. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just looking at him like an old man. Um, I, I don't think they should do anything where it even hints that Dustin has a chance. Uh, just go in, wreck stuff, and leave pretty much the Roman Reigns thing. Yeah. You know, just do that. Because it's quite interesting how we brought a league title championship because you've had all the prestigious open challenges with the Cody side of it. You don't need to put blinding matches on for this championship for the next couple of weeks or at least a month and a bit. You can just have squash matches and Brody Lee going individually against them four that went um, against him in the 4v4 match. Yeah. We'll just be really appreciated. Like Brody Lee destroying Dustin Rhodes, sending him on. Then QT Marshall's next. And then you have Scorpio Sky next. And then you have the mid-season finale or the full gear match of Matt Cardona trying to redeem himself against Brody Lee for the TNT Championship because they were both in the same boots, like that side of it. And I think it would be really good just seeing three squash matches for a championship to make it, again, an extremely prestigious champion because that's what it is this morning time. And I still think Brody, down the line, it needs to make it of anyone that wants to challenge this title, you can, but you have to join the Dark Order just in case. And in a way, I'm glad they're not doing that. But in a way, I wish they can because it's a good opportunity to get more recruits in there because they're always sending people out for recruits. To be honest, I'd say that for anyone that's previously already had a championship match for it. Hmm. So when it comes to like Scorpio Sky, I'd say you can get a match for it, but you have to do that. Yeah. Right? Because you've already lost a match for this championship, you have to sacrifice something. Right? To get your match. Um as opposed to like every single time, because every single time it's just going to cause the, the faction to get way too big. And I know the numbers matter, but we need to know who each of the characters are. And if you get like 60 people in the same faction, it gets a bit boring, um, which we've already said in the past. So yeah, yeah, it, it going up by one so that it can maybe kick out like cult. <laughs> Precisely. You know, and- um, if they do the Matt Cardona mid-season, you can end up having Colt versus Brody into the full gear match. Because, yes, Colt's not a main eventer at all. He's not. But he's goddamn entertaining. And having him having a mid-card title match, I would love to see it. Would love to see it. And his wrestling style against Brody Lee would be very intriguing, to be honest. Um, against like a brew such as Brody Lee and having that comedy sort of style in ring. Imagine doing him, is it Superman Paul's his finisher? You know, that pin he does. <laughs> having him trying to do that on like big, lanky Brody Lee's legs, it would just be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would enjoy watching that, to be honest with you. Um, I would, I really would. And I think like, it's good as well. They don't put Matt for the TNT title in the pay per view just yet. They can have him. Brody Lee first, have him lose his title, get him a bit frustrated, annoyed that he's still not winning things, and then get him to go absolute beast mode because he does look like a tank. 
and then get him on a title run with Cody because we did mention that and that is quite feasible down the line. Um, but again, it's all long-term stuff. We're booking things here like in a condensed three-month period, but this might be over a good six months. You, you never really, really know. Um, it, de- it really depends when Cody wants to come back. It does. It really does. You know, because at the minute, there's, and I'd hate to sound harsh, there's no need for him to come back. No, there isn't. Um, just having him off the shore, the longer that he's off the shore, the more it validates the Dark Order. And the more it just feels a bit more refreshed as well. Yeah. So when he comes back, we've got to get to a point where he was with MJF, where everyone just wants to see him come back. Yeah. You know, like, even to the point where you're doing teases for, like, maybe six weeks beforehand. Like, yeah. (laughs) I, I would be fine not seeing him, maybe until about Christmas time. You know what the tease is going to be, Gary? It's going to be somebody sat on a like a dentist-type chair, and then each week they're just going to see a snippet of this tattoo being developed, and then suddenly it's the nightmare family tattoo on the neck. <laughs> That's the tease is for him. Oh, no. Imagine him coming back with more tattoos. On the other side of the neck, on his eye. Yeah. Teardrop. Yeah. Uh, no, no thanks, Cordy. You made one bad mistake. Just fill in the arm, right, on the same <laughs> side and don't do anything else. <laughs> and looks odd enough. <laughs> just as 50 seconds uh, for 50 plus on BTE, 50 seconds for 50 plus women seconds, I don't know, on Dynamite. Really couldn't pull that one together. But are the women going to get more, t- more than two minutes this week, Gary? No. <laughs> I love how he just had the answer there right there. It's like it's called tweeting you saying no, 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 we're not. We're not even going to let Sheeda do a mini promo or even. Uh, oh, we're going to forget about Sheeda and Thunder Rosa right now. And I don't see like Diamante and Ivelisse getting any time. So the the main focus they'll see is the Kip and Penelope segment. Jesus. So. That will be their like five minute of fame, which again is stupid, but it is what it is. Hopefully, we do see them, but I think the safe bet is no. <laughs> I generally think if I was booking the show now, okay, I would have Moxley come out at the very, very beginning of the show and have Tony introduce another champion that retained and Sheeda coming out at the same time and having somehow do it that sort of way. But I know it won't. And I know it won't at all. But um, I think they just need to speak to her backstage. Might get attacked by like, I don't know, Nyla Rose, somebody. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens. I still think it's a bad decision keeping Sheeda on it because if we are doing, again, another reset, another refresh, they should have given it Thunder Rosa. But I do want to hear at least one of them speak for a good two minutes. Even if it is Thunder Rosa saying, um, I shouldn't have lost. My bad, I should have lost. I'll come after you again. Um, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. Something, something, I'm signed, blah, 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 maybe. But we'll wait and see, really. This show is very, very open. And I like that. It's like you have five ways you can sort it off and do things on it. I think we might see a big angle finish it off, maybe, with... Kenny doing another tease with the table, but 
depends. I think Brody Lee and TNT uh, Championship are going to finish, so it'll be more of a dark order angle. Um, but I'm excited. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, dark order takes out Hangman Page. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I don't think that'll happen, but if that's... We'll it it won't, way. but at the same point, we want some outlandish sort of random stuff to make people think. No, there you go. Exactly. So my random question... I've wrestling... supplied two so far today, so <laughs> we've done all right. My random wrestling question for you this week, Gary, is, um, again, this related. If we see Matt Hardy this week, um, do you want him to speak about... Which we will. Do you want him to speak about his injury? Yes. Absolutely. Um, in fairness, right, call me heartless for this, but what's done is done. It's part of the story now, whether we like it or not, right? Would that not just play into the issues that Matt Hardy's been showing on BTE and Dynamite anyway? Yeah. Could we not just have him go from character to character to character in the space of two minutes again? Yes, you know, however, sort of like, sort of like how the problems were caused for Gold Dust when he went into that electronics machine like ten years back, fifteen years back with Booker T, and he started <laughs> developing like stammer. Um, you know, sort of. I know it's insensitive, right? But at this point, it's probably the best you can do with this angle. <laughs> if they're keeping the story on it, yeah, that's probably the best way of doing it. But to ease people's unresting minds around the situation. I think a, a genuine, serious Matt Hardy coming on, just talking about it and saying, I'm not going to go anywhere near Sammy and maybe Sammy also saying something after him. Probably not in the same ring at the same time or something, but them two speaking about the situation itself. Just to finish it off there and then, because we're not stupid. AW know the fans that watch their show are not stupid. I'm not saying WWE fans are stupid, but WWE fans, WWE do think WWE fans are stupid. But necessarily, you just need to speak about it. If they are playing it in the story, I think it'd be more insensitive, but that is the way to do it, Gary. I do agree with you. Doing it where he plays from one to another, to another, to another, to another, to another, and then suddenly going off an actual tangent and attacking another referee. Yeah, it's just... I don't know whether I want this week to be Matt Hardy going, yeah, you won't see me for a little while. It should have been. I really do think they should have just bit the bullet and dealt with the consequences later by just giving Sammy the count out or just calling the match off. But yeah, we won't get that, that would have been what I would have done anyway. Yeah. But again, it's explained. But now that they've booked themselves into a bit correct. of a corner, yes. You know, they've, they've got to do something over it. And I'm like, well, if Matt just walks away, then surely they should have just ended the match at the concussion. And I'll call it that because that's what it looked like. Um, whether it was or not is debatable on who you believe. But I would hope that Tony Khan wouldn't put Matt Hardy into a wrestling ring to talk if he did suffer an injury. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the last thing I'll say about it is Dr. Tony Khan Again, they're more, not Tony Khan himself, but the doctors from the hospital and uh, Samson that was beside him during the match. They cleared him in that morning time. So they were happy. He was cleared. He's gone home in the hospital. Tony Khan's updated it. His wife, on the other hand, Matt Hardy's wife, 
thinks otherwise. But again, it depends on if you believe one or the other and if you believe more a professional opinion to a non-professional opinion. However, we all can agree that they should have just stopped the match because he looked horrendous. But hopefully he's in good spirits. Hopefully we do see him. Hopefully he speaks about it. And hopefully you all enjoy that dynamite show. So is there anything else you want to add, Gary? No, I just hope that everyone enjoys the uh, the show on Wednesday as much as we probably will. And I'm looking forward to watching a wrestling show, not knowing what's going on. So <laughs> it's fantastic. It, it's like I've got amnesia from the previous week. So, it's, like, it's like role booking. They just do it on Twitter an hour before they uh, do the show. <laughs> well, in all fairness, it's more warning than they gave, isn't it? <laughs> but much appreciated guys if you want to follow us on YouTube we will have a new channel up in the future but please still do it on anywhere you get your podcasts from and you'll hear voices of me and Gary either Thursday or Friday but enjoy Dynamite and enjoy your evenings we'll speak to you very very soon goodbye